Willie Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. Peace, Angela Yee. Uh, it's Thursday. I forgot what day. That is exciting. Yeah, I haven't had a. That is exciting. You broadcasted from Charlotte, right? Yes, I'm in Charlotte. Shout out to everybody at UNC Charlotte. I was there last night with the Black Student Union. Had a great time. Okay. Everybody says hi out here because, you know, they love you in the Carolinas. Oh, man, that's home. North Carolina, well, South Carolina is home home, but North Carolina is uh, an extended home. I spent a lot of time in Charlotte. You're in Charlotte, right? I said that. Yes. Listen, I haven't gotten much sleep in the past couple of days, so bear with me. All right? Last what night, have you been doing? Well, last night was my wife's born day, so I was out to dinner last night. You know what I'm saying? With, with, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, for for uh, too long. And then the night before, I only got two, three hours of sleep because of the whole concert. So technically, in the past 48 hours, I've got five to six hours of sleep. Now, you know, when I was in my 20s, uh, early 30s, that was fine. I could do that. But you know, when you start hitting them late 30s and you staying 40 in the face, six hours of sleep in two days ain't, ain't, ain't the thing, bro. Uh, you know, not you know. We we in hip hop used to grow up on that. You know, sleep is the cousin of death. Or sleep when you oh, die. Oh, I never grew. Up, I never grew up on that. Hey, you don't get no sleep, you're gonna feel dead, and you might die. Okay. <laughs> now I feel you. I've been uh, going on fumes too. We did the lip service live podcast the other day. I didn't get home till like one thirty in the morning, and, it, and then now I'm in Charlotte. And it don't it don't help that we just coming back off vacation. You know what I'm saying? That don't, well, that I, don't. and you know what's funny? Sometimes you need a vacation from your vacation, too. Because I felt like I was on vacation, but I was doing a lot of stuff for my mom while I was away. So it felt like I did radio while I was in Montserrat and everything. So well, it was a lot of running around. Clearly, uh, clearly Envy was on to something when he took two weeks off. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is the second week of vacation. But we are here. And this morning on the show, we have Killer Cam. Cameron will be here this morning. Man, and that reminds me of my vacation because I just remember laying in bed and seeing Mace and Cameron going back and forth and mm-hmm. then watching all this drama in Cameron's life. Him and his mm-hmm. girlfriend broke up. Another woman was saying that she was a lot going on with Cameron Thanksgiving week. Well, you know, Cameron's been on tour. Uh, he's, he's on tour promoting his uh, program project that he dropped a couple weeks ago, the project that started this whole Mace uh, Cam fiasco. But he was in town this week because he released his sneaker with Reebok, the Fleabok. Mm-hmm. So he decided, yes. he decided to come to the Breakfast Club and uh, like, like like chop it up with us. Let's talk about the things that. But well, we going appreciate on. it. Cameron's always very entertaining and very open. Absolutely. So we'll be talking to Cameron next hour. And you got front page news up next week. Yes. Imagine you're sitting on a flight and the person next to you is saying disgusting, sexually inappropriate things, and the flight attendant does nothing about it. We'll tell you who, who that you happened to. Next to Matt Lauer, Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein. Who are you sitting next to? Huh? We'll talk about it. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. It's so dangerous morning show, the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still on vacation. Yee, why am I on the front page of Twitter and there's a headline that says Jay Z admits to cheating on Beyonce? Duh. Yeah, I saw that that headline <laughs> this why, morning. Why the white people so late? Where, where, where was y'all at during Lemonade and 444? What's up, yo? Seriously, come on. I guess they wanted to hear him, I don't know, sit down in an interview and say it. <sighs> oh, my God. Whatever. Front page news. Angelie, what we got? All right. Well, imagine you were on a flight and the person seated next to you was saying all kinds of nasty things. This happened to Randy Zuckerberg. Now, Zuckerberg is Mark Zuckerberg's sister, who's the CEO of Facebook. And she said she felt compelled to tell her story. She was on an Alaska Airlines flight. And the man sitting next to her was saying all kinds of nasty things. He was talking about touching himself. He was raiding the women's bodies on board the flight. And he was complaining that millennial women just aren't willing to give some booty to get a job anymore. Wow. Now, according to Randy Zuckerberg, she told the flight attendant that she was uncomfortable with his behavior and they told her he's a frequent flyer and that's when they brushed off his behavior and kept on serving him drinks even though she said that she was uncomfortable with how the person seated next to her was acting acting now she said the flight attendants offered 
just a guy that flies on there all the time, and I guess they were familiar, and had previous complaints about him. Now, she said the flight attendants offered to move her to a middle seat in the back of the plane. Well, let me be clear. It wasn't Louis C.K. It wasn't Matt Lauer. It wasn't Harvey Weinstein. We don't know who this guy was. Yeah, I mean, they didn't reveal his name okay. as of yet. But now, after she made this complaint, and she also wrote an article about it and wrote a letter and everything and went on Twitter, that's when they actually have now banned him for, from flying on Alaska Airlines. Okay. But that's crazy that somebody could do those things and then they'll just t- tell you, oh, we get they've gotten complaints about him previously and they just tell you, you got to move to a middle seat in the back when you're flying first class. Why doesn't he have to move? Why does he? Why is he on this flight if he has a pattern of doing this? And they said, just ignore him. He has no filter. Crazy. Yeah, you can't just tell somebody I- not sit here and be, uh, be sexually harassed and hear some more peanuts while we at it. And now I got to move to the back. All right, now let's talk about the girlfriend of Philando Castile, Diamond Reynolds. Now, you remember all the the video footage that we saw when she was live streaming uh, when her boyfriend, Philando Castile, was shot by the police in Minnesota, of course, just to refresh you guys. And she had her four-year-old daughter in the back, and it was a routine traffic stop, and that led to his death. Now, the officer in that case, uh, Geronimo Yanez, that shot Castile several times, was actually acquitted, but he's no longer a police officer. Well, the girlfriend has just settled with two cities for $800,000. Blood money. Blood so, money. And not, yeah. even a lot, not even enough blood money. I mean, there's no, there not enough blood money that can replace a life, but that's low. $800,000. Come now on, she man. said, while no amount of money can change what happened, bring Philando back or erase the pain that my daughter and I continue to suffer, I do hope that closing this chapter will allow us to get our lives back and move forward. Now the city had previously reached a $3 million settlement with Philando Castile's family as well. Yeah, it's crazy because the value of black bodies is getting cheaper. They was, cut, they was at least giving you millions. Now they're just giving you $800,000. And how traumatizing for that four-year-old girl and for Diamond Reynolds in the car when this happened. I, I don't even, I can't even comprehend that. Even when I saw that, I saw that yesterday, I'm like, I don't even know why they released this kind of information because it doesn't make the situation any better. It doesn't make it any yeah, better. Yeah, nothing will. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make us look like, okay, yeah, that's fair. No, it's not fair. No matter how mm-hmm. much money it was, it wouldn't be fair. All right, well, that is your front page news. What we got coming up next? Oh, get it off your chest. Uh, We've Come been on, a, Charlamagne. I we know, did. I know I should know how to do my job by now, okay? We've been on vacation <laughs> for a week. I, I should have shook the rust off on Monday, but I still haven't. It's Thursday, and I still haven't shaken the rust off, okay? But get it off your chest. 1-800-585-1051. If you want to vent, if you want to celebrate life, whatever, call us right now. And don't forget, we got camera on here next hour, okay? It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. Hello? Good morning. Hey, good morning, man. I'm just I'm just calling because I'm kind of messed. I'm kind of pissed off you guys got rid of the uh, Breakfast Club decision. I used to love that. I used to listen to that on YouTube all the time. Well, you can't. That's so funny because I'm I'm here at University of North Carolina, Charlotte, and somebody said that to me last night. They said, "What happened yo, to the decision?" That's hilarious. Yo, that was the best. I don't know, y'all. Y'all had a rocket, and I loved it, man. I hope y'all bring it back. Well, and got, I got another thing that got me mad too. Well, hold on, shoot real your quick. shot. We got shoot your shot. We have a segment called Shoot Your Shot that we do now instead of the decision. So check that out. Tell us what you think about that. Now, what's your next thing? Oh, it's a little more safer, huh? Yeah, I see. <laughs> But um, my next one, you know, I've been calling for like three weeks to get that off my chest about the decision. And now I'm finally getting through. And I'm mad because that dude, Trav, get through every day. And I can never get through. So I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know if y'all got something against Boston or what it is. But man, y'all I think that Trav thing, probably man. calls before the show and stays on hold. Man, I've been trying to do that. I've been calling before. I figured, I don't know how y'all do it, but I've been trying to get through, man. I'm you, want me, you, want me to hook, you, you want me to hook you up with Trav, and then, you know, Trav can tell you how he gets through? Oh, hell no. I'm Nah, hell no. Nah, I told Trav, Trav is cute. All that, but nah, I'm all set. I'm definitely all set. But yeah, man. You said, we you got said, beef now. You said you all set? <laughs> well, Trav can be your Cardi B? What'd you say? Yeah. He yeah, said he's all set. I'm all set. Oh, okay, okay. How, no, <laughs> you, you fucking boy. You, you fucking. sound like you flirting. Yeah, man, you stop playing. Get out of here, Charlotte, man. You wanna, Charlotte, you wanna do shoot your shot? Oh, he just called me Charlotte. Oh, now that dog <laughs> coming down. Now, now you're picking up the closet. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, you stay up in there, boy. I know you want me to stay up in there, boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly okay, guys, now. I know. I Y'all going to stop going this. Let me yeah, get... Yo, MV need to come back. Go put you back in line, man. Whoa. Have a blessed day, sir. Now, 1-800-585-1051, if you want to get something off your chest, if you want to vent, if you want to celebrate life, whatever you want to do, call us right now. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. My name is Tiff. Um, I want to tell y'all why I'm mad. Why you mad, Tiff? <laughs> so, I got back into a relationship with the father of my children. Um, kids are 10, so we have a history, and it's been two months. Um, he came over, went through my stuff, and saw a video of me giving my Ooh. ex, um, some love, I'll say. Your children saw that? Oh, okay. This was oral sex? Me. Yeah, and it was like years ago, like 2013, and he's mad in 2017. Like, why are you going through my stuff? I don't feel like I should have to go through this First of right all, now. first of all, that fellatio is still fresh. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's fresh to my eyes. That's number one. And number two, that's the best you could come up with? Why are you going through my stuff? No, why you still got this on your phone or whatever? No, he phone. shouldn't have went was, through her it stuff. Actually, it was in my Dropbox in my computer. It wasn't on my phone. So it was like a long time. Now, that's crazy. Why is he going in her Dropbox? Why, are you why is he doing this? all that? You, why are you saving this? You want a life of porn? I didn't know it was there, honestly. Wow. I didn't even know it was there. Wow. Honestly, wow. I'm going to be real. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was there. You, you cannot be oh, mad And that was before man. him. He can't be mad at what was before him. Yes, he can. Exactly. No, I don't know. I, he's doing, he I, was doing the same thing on his, and I didn't. That I didn't man was not giving no other man fellatio. Don't you lie on that man talk about that man was doing the same thing. <laughs> no, now, no, no. now, did that video have a timestamp on it? How are you supposed to know this was from three years ago? It does. He it has dates on it on the bottom. I, I ain't going to lie There you go. I would be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, damn, you getting this freaky with a dude that y'all so intimate, that y'all recording, you giving him the basket weave technique and slobbing on his knob? How you expect me not to be mad about this? She's a, she's a grown woman who was in a relationship with somebody. What do you think happens? I don't care. I'm going to react to it. It's going to make me feel the way. You can't tell well, us that. Well, you shouldn't, well, you shouldn't go in somebody's drop box. Don't, don't expect a response from me for something that happened years ago. Expect a response from me if I'm cheating on you currently. I'm not, so right. I shouldn't have to go through this. Now, did he say you did a good job? You, but it's over me. No, of course not, E. <laughs> He's just mad. First of all, what He's you mad. need to do, what, what, what you need to do, you got to even the score now. You got to go make a video with your new dude and put that in your little Dropbox. I don't have, he's my only, come on, Charlamagne, you start in trouble. No, I'm not, I want me <laughs> to video too, since you got a video with him. Now, keep it, keep it real. Who was better, your ex or your new man? My new man, he's always good. There you go, boy. Don't let Angela lead you down this disgusting rabbit hole. He's, he got, he, he's been promiscuous. He cheated a lot. That's why we broke up. But, you know, he's changed. I believe people change, and I'm giving him a second chance. I don't think he should have gone through my stuff, though. I hope He that definitely you shouldn't through, have. I hope you go through his stuff and find a video of him and eat, eating some woman's ass. I will ass. not. I will not. I won't put myself up. <laughs> hey, if you go, for, you go looking for something, you're going to find something, and it might hurt your feelings. Exactly. Exactly. I won't do it. <laughs> well, have a good day, boy, and delete that video before it gets out, okay? It's already been deleted. Thank you, guys. All right, boo. <laughs> but it's in her iCloud. All right, let's get it off your chest. We do that every morning right here on The Breakfast Club. Uh, 1-800-585-1051. Tomorrow morning, if you want to vent about something, you want to celebrate life, call us. We will be here, inshallah. Uh, now, Angela, you got room report coming up next? I mean, we'll give you a Matt Lauer update. We told you yesterday that he got fired from the Today Show. We'll tell you what evidence they had about him. Oh, man, they got a headline on the front page of the Daily News that says $25 million man made office a sex dungeon. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yuck. We'll, we'll talk about it in the room report. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. All right, I'm focused. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is on vacation. Angela Yee is actually broadcasting live from Charlotte. I'm the only one sitting my black ass here in New York today. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. And happy birthday again to your wife. Well, that was yesterday, but thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, you just yeah. told us today. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Now, <laughs> now we got a rumor <laughs> report coming up next, right? We're talking about what? Yes, yeah, so we're talking about Matt Lauer. Okay. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. 
All right. Well, we told you yesterday that Matt Lauer was fired from the Today Show. Now he's been accused of all kinds of things like sexting female staffers at NBC, sending lewd messages, and revealing pictures to women, including a young intern. They said he was fired so quickly because these messages were saved by an NBC employee who he approached while they were in Russia for the Winter Olympics back in 2014. And they said it was just proof of inappropriate sexual behavior on his part. Now they're saying the first woman who came forward and complained about Matt Lauer is a junior production worker who was at the Olympics as an intern where she was first approached by him. So they said that his involvement with the woman who has not been named but is still an employee at NBC continued after they returned to work. And they even had one picture that was sent to her by Matt, which was a major part of the evidence. So everybody thought it happened pretty quickly, but I guess they had been doing some research, had pictures, had messages, and so on and so forth. Now, they also have been putting out all these video and audio clips of things that has happened with Matt Lauer. Here is Katie Couric talking about working with him for 15 years. You co-hosted the Today Show with Matt Lauer for 15 years. What is Matt's most annoying habit? Mm. He pinches me on the ass a lot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, was maybe that, that was... <laughs> was she I mean, that was her I mean, response. I, I, would, I was going to ask, was she joking? But it clearly doesn't matter at this point, right? All right, then they also have this footage. Now, this all happened in 2006, and what happened was they were on in all the different cities, but one local affiliate stayed on the in-studio feed. Everybody else was off, and you can hear Matt Lauer saying this about Meredith Vieira. I'm calling, I'm calling. Keep bending over like that. It's a nice view. He said, he said, keep bending over like that. That's a nice view. Yes. So the cameras were still rolling and only one affiliate still had that feed. So now all this stuff is coming out. And apparently, you know, there's a lot of different things. They said that he exposed himself to a female co-worker. He gave another co-worker a sex toy as a present. And they said that he would walk around and play the game F. Mary Kill in regards to his female co-hosts at NBC. Well, it's good to so. know. It's good to know they did a thorough investigation because when I saw this story yesterday, and they said the complaint came mm-hmm. out Monday, and then he got fired Wednesday morning. That's scary for a guy because in our mind we like hold up. So people just making accusations and people getting fired. There's no investigation. There's no nothing. So it's, it's good to know they did an investigation and uh, they got more than enough evidence to prove. Right, and then he also has now it. left. New York City, he has to go and explain what happened to his oldest son, his 16-year-old son, Jack. He wants to go see him in person, explain why he got fired the way that he did. So, what do you mean? How do you explain yeah, that? An- you explain to your 16-year-old son that your daddy is a pervert. Your daddy is a horny individual, you know what I'm saying, who, who's a creep. That's all. You got to tell the truth. Right. I mean, honestly, you just got to tell know- the truth. He did have some consensual relationships at work as well, but they're saying that's also problematic because he was in such a position of power. So there's just a lot of things going on now with Matt Lauer. All right, now you guys remember when DMX was up at the breakfast, well, he was up doing an interview with the Breakfast Club and then this went viral of him singing around the holidays. This was back in 2012 that this happened. Check it out. Come on! Put off the red nose reindeer Out of every shiny nose Salute, hey, salute to Vanessa. Well, to get you guys... Hold on, salute yes, to Vanessa. Yes, Vanessa did that. Vanessa don't work here no more. I don't know why they got rid of Vanessa, because Vanessa was very creative, but she she's the one who uh, asked DMX to do that. Salute to Vanessa, man. Well, now to get you guys in the holiday spirit, there's an official cover of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There you have it. I don't, I don't know I if like that, that helped you. I don't believe in Santa Claus. You know what? So I don't really care, but I don't think I like that. That's Listen, little- I got to get y'all this mix. When I was in Montserrat, they had a Soka holiday Christmas mix. It sounded incredible. It was really fun. So is DMX doing a Christmas album or something? 
No, I think they're just doing certain songs、uh, with Spotify just to get you ready for the holiday season. And、oh. so that's just a cover of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer.、Yeah. And after that viral video, I guess they felt like that would be a good idea. Well, if It's cute. If you're, if you're ready to tell your kids that Santa Claus doesn't exist, play them that record. Okay? That will scare them so bad about Santa Claus that they won't, won't, won't <laughs> want to believe it. That's scary. They don't want to believe in him. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yes. And next hour, we got Cameron. Well, we got Cameron coming up right now, not next hour. We got Cameron coming up、oh, right now. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, Cameron's coming up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is in, on vacation in Bora Bora. We got the legendary killer Cam here. Cam, see what's up, man? You've been a trending topic all week, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, put, you put out the program. Right. And, right.、Uh, on, on the record, Killer. Right. The intro. The intro. Yeah. You, you said a few things. I didn't, I didn't take nothing from it when I heard right, it. I just、right. felt like you were telling a story. You told a story、right. about how Mace got caught up in the street. Right. You came and held him down with your people. Right. He slipped you $100. Right. Why did that upset Pastor Mace? Well,、um, which, let, me, let me ask you a question. Which, why do you think that upset him? Because it was the truth. truth. It、um, was the truth, probably. Maybe he just didn't want the story about him, you guys holding him down. I, was, I don't know if it was about the $100, and it also was a little weird. I'm going to keep it. Just, I don't it's, know it's why. A, it's a simple answer. I'm hot.、Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on fire this month. What I'm not doing, the program's out. I'm on tour. I'm on ESPN. They worry about who I'm going out with. Who I'm going out with. Got your sneakers. My sneakers is out. I'm got liquor. <laughs> I'm hot. You're not going to do this to nobody who's not hot. But basically, on the intro, a lot of people will be like, yo, oh, Cam dismace, Cam dismace. I've never dismaced in my life.、Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mess with Mace no more because me personally, I just go by a different standard、mm-hmm. than people. Once you start playing with God and taking people's money and say rap is the devil, they come back and rap because you ain't got no money. I just can't punt with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I'm the most religious guy in the world, but I don't really play with you when you play with God. So you would have never just been a deacon to get that money? Yeah, he, it was a time when he's like, yo, you know, deacons is getting that money. I was like, it's over. It's, it's over. I can't really mess with you. Was this why he was a deacon or before? He was a pastor. Okay, a pastor. He's、yeah, like, yo, the deacons mess with me. Like, the deacons is getting some money.、Right. You know what I'm saying? So, me, when you start playing with God, I couldn't do it. But a lot of people be like, even with the intro of the program, I, it's not really a diss. Even、yeah. when I did on, I forget what album it was, I did a song called Take Him to Church about Mace. <laughs> it's not a diss. The, the diss record I just put out, or quote unquote,、mm-hmm. I'm never diss Mace. I'm telling you stories about real life situations. I never made up,、um, like, my sister, the imaginary sister that I don't have. Do you, yeah, that's a good do you have I a sister? I don't have a sister.、Yeah. You know、okay. what I'm saying? So I don't really do fiction when、so、it comes to me. What was he talking about? That's a great question. Ask him. You, you, would, you said you banged his sister. sister. My sis, my sis.、Uh, well, you, and she said that didn't happen, but. Worst face. All right, all right, cool. All right. That's where that's your man to bang his twin.、Like. So you don't have a sister? Did you have a girl in the hood that people thought was your sister? No. Oh, you know, no. that's my let sis. Me, let me tell you something. The, even back then, this is like the 90s. Mace ain't been around like that since the 90s. You, the, that slang wasn't even out back then.、Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they go my sis. That's well, like well, kind well, of、yeah. millennial. You know、yeah. what I'm saying? That slang wasn't, oh, they go my sis. No, I didn't have a sister. Maybe it was a sister from the church. I don't know, man. Let's, let's talk about some of the stuff he said in Oracle. Did, did、right. Dame really tell you to beef with Mace? No, Dame never told me nothing like that. I spoke to Dame yesterday. He was like, yo, what is. People would just be believing anything, you、yeah. know? So, what's this footage Mace said he has of you? He said, everybody's seen the footage I got of you. I would love to see it too. What's、yeah. the footage? I would love to see it. This is what I'm talking about. What is the footage that you're talking about? Now, did you have any inkling, any indication that he was going to come out with the Oracle or just dropped out of nowhere? Dropped out of nowhere. I didn't have it. I didn't even know. I woke, you know. I kind of slept maybe till one or two that afternoon. I seen a lot of phone calls, missed phone calls and everything. And so、um, my man was like, so I was at my mom's crib and he told my mother, wake Cam up.、Mm-hmm. So basically、Uh-oh. I woke up to that and I was like, okay, cool. Boy, got a little hot today. Now, now, y'all, y'all been knowing each other for mad long. Right. Why not shoot a fair one? Or, I'm down with that. Or something. Like, why, why this record after all these years? The thing is this. I never dismissed. He's part of my stories,、mm-hmm. childhood stories、mm-hmm. growing up.、Um, on the program, I did the intro. It's kind of a touchy situation. If you're from Harlem, you know the story、mm-hmm. very, very, very well. And I talked about the story. I'm cool with、uh, the families of some of the people that passed away in the story that I'm talking about.、Right. One of the people that I talked about passed away. 
um, cool with his mother. You know what I'm saying? And his mom was just really upset. Like, her son died. She never even met Mace. Uh, that Lodi? Like, Pop Lodi. Pop Lodi, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to really get into it because when I talked to her, she was she was crying and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, you know, this dude never even came and said sorry to me. So I was like, I don't want to stir up any other emotions, especially with a mother who's grieving their son who's been dead for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to kind of leave that alone. If you want to listen to the music and check it out, that's pretty cool. But um, like I said, I don't mind shooting a fair one. I'm cool with that. Did you feel like it was a low blow when he blamed you for Huddy, God bless the dead's death? Um, Not really, because that's another lie. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't really be understanding where these lies be coming from. Um, We was all at a club. Last time I seen her, we was at Perfections, I believe. And I went home. That was that. Her lives in Jersey, too. We yeah, both yeah. live in Jersey. And so I don't know where that came from. He yeah, I thought that was a reach, too, because it was like he died in a car accident. Yeah, everybody I, knows. Yeah, like, it, yeah, like people, let me explain something to you. A lot of rappers, a lot of rappers been calling me the other day. I'm not going to say who. And they like, Cam, don't even be worried about that because what you got to realize in this situation, if people be like, oh, Cam did this to Mace, destroy Mace or so, because, you know, people be like, oh, Cam beat Mace or whatever, however you feel. It's not no story if I beat Mace. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be Mace. And not only that, I'm kind of aggressive. So, therefore, it seems like the pastor is getting aggressive with the aggressor. This is good story. As long as you talk about me, I'm cool with that. Period. And then you guys had an exchange on Twitter after. So, was it, is it really true that, like, y'all are good after this? Or is it still going to be some something else? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Not me. I don't really have time, but few people mad about him mentioning her. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? It's a real touchy situation. So, me, I don't really have time to do nothing to Mace or set him up or do nothing like that. More of a, if you want a fair one, I'm down with that. I'm not going to have nobody touch you or do nothing to you. This is strictly business for me. Even, like, the situation when um I woke up and called it, the first thing I did was start calling my partners to see how much I could get for a response. Even though I would have done it for free. <laughs> I would have done it for free, definitely. But the first thing I did was call my partners, figured out how much we could get for the response, what's the time frame on it, because we didn't even mix the record. I'm on tour right now. So basically, so basically I called um, my partners at YouTube. I have a deal with YouTube. So they gave me an advance on some of the money that I'm going to make anyway just for doing the song. Do you think you rushed the response? Because I, I everybody was trying to say the response was weak. Right. I didn't think it was weak. I just think it didn't sound right. Right. The audio sounded crazy. And you, right. said, you just said it wasn't mixed. Yeah, it wasn't. I just did. I was on tour. Right, right, right. I actually just did it. Got it out there. You felt like it had to be done immediately. No. Not really. Because Mace took 15 years to say something. I could have <laughs> <laughs> took my time. Because you before. did it within 24 hours. Yeah, I did it. Oh, and I was on tour. I was in mm-hmm. Texas. So at the end of the day... I um, found the studio, knocked it out, never mixed it, called up my friends, got 70000 and put it out. And that's that. So, but I would have done it for free. I don't mind. I'm a competitor. I'm right. in it for that. I'm, a, I'm just a competitor. We got more with Killer Cam coming up next on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. We got Cameron in the building. Now, show us the mace tattoo. Where's the mace tattoo on you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he said you got his name tatted on you. I, I, he said that too. That's what he said in the record. This is what I'm saying. After I'm gonna keep it honey. Uh-huh. After he said I f my sister, I'm like, well, I can't really. Like, I was cool. <laughs> I'm like, yo, come on, five. I like, come on, for real. What are we doing? Here? So you didn't you know see all the comments where people were like, yo, you got Mace's name tatted on you? Nah, cause you know why? I knew. <laughs> Let me keep it behind. I read some of the comments, but if you look at the stuff on my page, it's like ten thousand comments, eleven thousand comments. Need to see them all. I, I, I'll do three, four hundred comments. I can't do ten thousand mm-hmm. comments. You know what I'm saying? But I like that because even when people be hating, I'd be like, you could be anywhere else in the world, but you here with me. You here with me, <laughs> baby. Now I gotta ask. Hold on, wait a minute. So you don't have a Mace tattoo? What do you mean? Do I mean, Mace tattoo? No, Baby and Wayne That's got tattoos of each other. Drake got a five. Wayne tat. Yeah. Nah, no, no. I don't know no. how close y'all are. Nah, nah, big. I don't got no Mace are you tattoo. Sure? I swear to my son, and that's just, it's kind of disrespectful a little bit. No Harlem I didn't know he tattoo, said this. nothing? I have a Harlem tattoo. So yes. maybe, I don't yes. know. Yes, I have no idea You know what? I, I live in Harlem World, and I'm fr- I don't live there anymore, but I'm from Harlem World. Mason from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's get that straight out the Duval. way. Yeah, and that's not wrong. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida. That's your product. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically, that's not a Harlem product. That is a Jacksonville, Florida product. He moved up here. 
and it's cool, but Mace is not from Harlem. When he moved when he was like four, right? Um, to be honest, I don't know. I met Mace when I'm um, probably about uh, 10, 11 years old. All right. Yeah. Why exactly did Mace leave Harlem? Because I've been reading some crazy stories lately. Like it was like it was like eight people got killed. And listen to the intro of the program if you ever want to know why Mace left Harlem. It's on the intro of the program. But if you ever want to um, ask him, that's a question for him. I don't know what story he'll make up and say. But if you listen to the intro of the program, it got pretty. It, you know that story you make over people who has, who's not from New York, and a lot of rhymes I write. Even like the response to Mace joint. Everybody in Harlem know what I'm talking about. Every single bar I'm talking about in that response, everybody in Harlem like, facts. That's the truth. You ain't lying. That's that's true. Now, let me ask you about this other allegation on your uh, dinner time that was like, whoa. Right. Did you really oh. see a dildo? <laughs> that's a, that's word in the bathroom? My son could stop breathing right now. now on, his, on his life. <laughs> on my son's life could stop breathing right now. Me... Puff, okay, Puff had a, a brown, and that's no disrespect to Puff. Puff wasn't there, so I don't know. Just telling you. Puff had a brownstone, I believe, on 35th Street, and Mace was staying there. I went to go meet him down there one day so we could bust a move. This is when he just signed with Bad Boy. He didn't even have an album out yet. He was just getting signed. And I went to use a bathroom, and it was a dildo um, on the bathroom sink. And when I came out, I asked him what's about. He like, that's homeboy's joint. You know, I don't know what it's about. He always have girls over here, but I don't know. I said, well, this one your sink. This is your bathroom. You're using this bathroom. <laughs> I don't know where his bathroom at. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's word to my son, because stop breathing. I but swear to God. But you know what? Guys use dildos on girls sometimes. That's true. We seen some. What he said, was, I'm not saying he didn't. Right. You know, he just seen it on the awkward. I'm not saying that right. he then It was for either one of their personal use. I'm just telling you what I saw. He, okay. he said you robbed Jules on some Diddy. Not at all. That's that's a lie also. A lot of things happen with Dipset. It's just because we all had lack of communication. Mm-hmm. My deal with with Jules was I had a joint venture with Def Jam, and me and Jules bust down the joint venture. So people who don't know what a JV is, a joint venture, that means you split everything 50-50. Def Jam got 50, 50%. We got 50%. The 50% that I got, Jules got the 25% mm-hmm. of the 50%. And that was that. All that was going around because we was all beefing with each other and arguing or whatever. I never even took a dollar from Jewel's ever, my ever. If Jewel's right now to this day, I had a seven album deal with Jewel's. Jewel's would still be signed if I was an ass. As soon as he said he wanted to get out because he wasn't communicating, I let him out the deal. Jewel's got nine hundred thousand dollars just for splitting up with me mm-hmm. when we broke up with the deal. So I thought he was having issues even being able to put out music. Once it was confirmed he wanted to really get out to deal with me, I let him out the deal. He's been on this deal. He's not even with Def Jam no more, but he's been on this deal since probably 2008, 2009. And I never heard Jewels complain about you taking money from him. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about, fam. It's good seeing the dip set back together, especially after, I don't know, was that early this year or late last year when, when Jim cried on Flex, which I thought was real. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then right. you, you got on Instagram hours. and right. did your did the Cameron show. Right. But clearly y'all <laughs> made everything cool behind the scenes. To be honest, Jim wears his emotion on his sleeve and you can't knock him for that. That's what makes him mm-hmm. who he is. But we all good now. It's not no problem. But I remember hearing y'all up here talking about it too. And everybody was saying how, Cam, you should have came up here and told your side of the story. The best thing I could have ever done, and it's not against Jim, I'm just saying creating that atmosphere is to go live. Mm-hmm. It's because I got so many deals after going live because um, it's direct-to-consumer. You know, I was drinking a Pepsi and didn't even realize what I was doing. Wait, 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 I done wait. did, uh, mm-hmm. like, four different deals with Pepsi since I've done live. I done did deals with Beast by Dre because now when I got something to say, even like I just told you I got paid for the doing this, um, the song. this song with Mace, or now, being that you have your own platform, you don't really need anybody unless you need help. You know what I'm saying? Like, coming up here today, I needed this platform because I don't want to even address this on my social media unless mm-hmm. I'm going to clown people because I got too much going on. Right. But I say, oh, you want to go or down the block and do something? I'm going to call my man Charlemagne and tell my side of the story. Because right, right, right. the thing is this, Mace, like, literally don't really know how to do business in this generation. You understand what I'm saying? And he's, like, on tour off this song. Mm-hmm. And I'm down with that. I'll go on tour with my song. But I'm really on tour tour. 
But he took, you know, he's treating it like an album. Albums, these, even an album, good album, two weeks, two, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's so much content out there. And it's a lot of content. But with me, I, was, I work and hustle so hard and I do so many different things. I can keep doing this as long as I want. If you want to be ignorant, let's go. I'm down to be ignorant. I'm high, I'm high level ignorance. Did you really move to Orlando after the 50 situation? No. No. <laughs> but I remember you was in Orlando. You I had the still house got there. a crib right. in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? First of all, Juju's from Orlando. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So we had cribs down there. She's Juju's originally from Miami. She moved to Orlando when she was about 16 years old. When I met her, it was in Orlando. So we had a bunch of different houses in mm-hmm. Orlando. It wasn't, why would I, I'm not moving there. I lived there with Juju. Now, let's talk about Juju for a second. We right. stop talking to people from Florida, it seems like. It don't, it don't work out for you. Now, I got a, I got a bunch of friends in, in Miami that's super, 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 super cool. I, I love Florida. I ain't going to say a lie. Maybe I just need to stick in Miami, though. All right. Right now, let's get into a Cameron mini mix, man. Courtesy of uh, DJ Envy, who's on vacation this week. I don't know how he does it, but... It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is on vacation. Uh, drop one of clues bombs for Mr. Cameron for coming by this morning. That whole interview will be up on Breakfast Club AM's YouTube page uh, in, in a few. Much longer than it was on the air. It was about 55 minutes in total. I think we played about, yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we played about twenty of those fifty-five minutes. But y'all can go watch that on YouTube later. Now, Angela, you got rumor. You think Mace? You think Mace would ever come up and respond? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't. I would never say never. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, let's talk Jay Z next in the rumor report. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Jay-Z recently did a very extensive interview with New York Times Style Magazine. It's called T. And he talks about a lot of different things, including who he would like to see as president. Here's who he had to say. I find it funny, but my my leadership, I like Dave Chappelle's leadership. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You're going to vote for Dave Chappelle yeah. for president. Because he tells it in humor so you can deal with it, but it's always a, bit, a, a nice chunk of truth in there. I must have missed that part. I, I, saw, I saw the part when they asked him about who, who does he consider a good black leader, and he said Dave Chappelle. I didn't know they asked him about Dave running for president. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> well, I don't think that he expects him to really run for president, but he said he could see him. All right, now, he also uh, talked about a lot of different things. Now, according to this writer, he was uh, really just interested in Jay-Z making that transition from being a kid from Marcy Projects to now having this $88 million mansion, more than a lot of other things in his life, and, of course, his relationships with people. In particular, what's up with him and Kanye? As you can see, they've had this falling out, but he always still seems like, you know, him and Kanye have that unbreakable bond somehow. Here's what he had to say about Kanye. I hate Kanye the other day just tell him that he's my brother. I love Kanye. I do. It's a complicated relationship with us. It's going we're gonna always be good. Mm-hmm. You know, even but if we tension don't tension now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that happens. In a long relationship, you know, hopefully when we're eighty nine we look at this <laughs> six months or whatever time and we laugh at that. There's certain things that happen that I, I, it's not really acceptable to right. me. And we just need to speak about right. it. And it's just like, however the relationship evolves, but there's genuine love there. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it, I mean, listen, people make mistakes and sometimes people write people out of their lives permanently. Other people feel like, you know what? I always will have love for this person and relationships do change. Sometimes that's the but best thing to st- do. That's the best thing to do with mm-hmm. a friend sometimes. When a friend does something that makes you upset, fall back from them for a little while. Give, give, them, give each other a little space. And then when you're less emotional about it, you have the conversation. All right. He also talked about, remember, there was this rumored album, joint album with him and Beyonce. And he discusses that because they really were working on it. And that's how Lemonade came about. Check it out. It actually started out, we were working on material together and it became Lemonade. It just felt like she should go first and she should share her her truths with the world. We were using our art almost like a therapy session. And we started making music together and then the music she was making at that time was further along. So her album came out as opposed to the joint album that, mm-hmm. that we were working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have mm-hmm. a lot of that music. And this is what it became. There was never a point where it was like, I'm making this album. It, I was there. 
Right. I was right there the entire time. And what was her reaction to your work and what was your reaction to hers? They must have caused I think they pain both, for each of you, right? Of course. Listen, man, there's nothing more entertaining than watching Jay-Z perform 444 at his concert. <laughs> because before he performs it, he says this is the most painful song that I've ever had to perform. And it really looks like it. That is part of the apology plan. Okay? And that's fine. You know, you got you to keep apologizing. I thought it was nice and interesting how he talked about the two of them working together on their music was actually really therapeutic for them. And he does address those infidelity issues, which I'm sure we all speculated and kind of knew about. Here's what he had to say. A lot of conversations and really proud of the music she made. And she was really proud of the, the, mm -hmm. the, the art I released. And, you know, at the end of the day, we really have a mm -hmm. healthy respect for one another's craft. Right. You know, most people walk away and like divorce rate is like 50 percent or something because most people can't see themselves. The hardest thing is seeing pain on someone's face that you cause and then have to deal with yourself. So, you know, yeah. most people don't want to do that. You don't want to look inside yourself. Yeah. And so you walk away. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm what? telling you, at the concert, when he performed 444, every dude in there was hugging on their girl <laughs> and apologizing. And for no reason. I ain't confessing no more sins. I'm good. Okay. Right, and you know, some guys will say that cheating doesn't mean that they don't love you. Men just do that because it's. But Ain't what no does but. mean that is that if you no no, let me say something. If you're causing somebody pain, and you know you're continually causing them pain over and over again, then that means you don't love somebody. If you keep on doing that to them, that's, that's, so you might think it's just a physical act. But the fact that you're hurting someone—that's that what's really the problem. That's not true either. Once you realize that you're hurting that person, or you know that you're causing this person pain, and you continue to do it, then you know your, your, your love is questionable. But once you realize you that's made, why I said continually over and over again. Yeah, but once you realize you've made a mistake and you hurt them that one time and you don't make that mistake anymore the best the best apology is change behavior always period right so that's that's why i'm saying when you're constantly cheating and doing it over and over again and seeing that you're hurting someone then that means that you don't care or you don't care enough you all right yeah, now jay-z also try harder to not get caught now, also, no. Also, Jay-Z has admitted that he did go to therapy, and that's helped him a lot with his growth. He, you know, went to speak to a professional about his mental health, and here's what he had to say about his realizations in therapy. I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. Mm -hmm. Every emotion is connected and comes from, a, from somewhere. And being aware of it in everyday life puts you at such, a, you're at such an advantage. There was a lot of fights in our neighborhood that started with, are you looking at me? You looking at me? And then you realize you're in the space where you're hurting and you think I see you, so you don't want me to look at you. So you put on this shell of this tough person that's really willing to fight me and possibly kill me because I looked at you. Knowing that and understanding that changes life completely. Hmm. Therapy All right, good. so you guys should check out the whole entire interview when you get a chance. It's 35 minutes long. It was good. Yeah. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Now let's get ready for some more therapy. Charlamagne, you got that donkey of the day? Yes, this is a great moment to teach. Uh, it's a woman on Fox News named Laura Ingram who is trying to demonize two, uh, two, two very influential people in our culture, and I need her to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. Can't wait. All right, donkey of the day when we come back with Charlemagne. It's the Breakfast Club. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Where's Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yes. Donkey today for Thursday, November 30th goes to Fox News' Laura Ingram. Now, one thing that will never change ever in America is the demonizing of black men. Doesn't matter who the black person is, light N-word, dark N-word, faux N-word, real N-word, rich N-word, poor N-word, house N-word, feel N-word, you're still an N-word, okay? In the eyes of some of these white folks. Well, Laura Ingram is one of those white folks who refuses to see us as anything but a no-good N-word. And she gave us ample evidence of this last night when she had my guy, Daytuan Thomas. Drop one of the clues bombs for Daytuan Thomas. That's our guy, Daytuan. Yes, editor-in-chief of Vibe magazine. Uh, he was on her show, The Ingram Angle. 
and she wanted to discuss the 2018 Grammy nominations. Now, for the first time ever, the Grammys shut out white men in the Album of the Year category. There are no white men in the Album of the Year category this year. You got Jay-Z's 444, Kendrick Lamar's Damn, Bruno Mars' 24K Magic, Lord's Melodrama, and Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love. So that's three black men, a other, and a white girl. All right, no white men in the album of the year category. Well, Laura Ingram wanted to discuss. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, she wanted to discuss the importance of the two rap titans and what they mean to the young listeners of today. Let's hear some of it. Are the lyrics of Kendrick and Jay Z, multi multi millionaires, incredible entrepreneurs as they are, what our kids need to be hearing? And now, what is the cultural impact of all of this? Joining us now is Daytuan Thomas. He's the editor in chief of Vibe magazine, and he joins us now. Well, it's particularly good because they speak to those that. They don't get a chance to, to be heard in, in uh, situations like this. When you think about, you know, young black men and being targets, you know, for so many years and not having a voice to be able to show some kind of strength and power and uh, empowerment, you know, these are the voices that, that are there for us. You know, Jay-Z has been one who's made it from, you know, the street to, you know, to the stock market, to the boardrooms and, and presidents of, of labels and things of that nature. And then Kendrick, he's well on his way as well. Um, let's talk about, obviously, Jay-Z is a well-known story, but he was a kid, you know, wasn't he a cocaine crack dealer? Mm -hmm. stabbed his, did he stab, stab his manager or so someone, someone in the neck? Now, I don't have the patience for these kind of conversations anymore because <laughs> one thing I'm not doing in my older age is explaining myself to culturally clueless white people, okay? I don't give a damn what y'all think about me or my culture. F out of here. You see what she did there? This is why I be yes. using the term. This is why I be using the term white devil and crack ass cracker. That man Daytuan answered her question and broke down why Jay Z is empowering, listed all his business acumen, and the only thing she could reply with is he used to sell coke and he stabbed someone back in the day. Even though he's clearly not that guy anymore, he's still a no good N word in the eyes of Laura Ingram. Now Laura Ingram goes on to recite some lyrics from Jay Z off the 444 album. I wish she never did this, and and she picked of all songs. <laughs> She picked of all songs the story of O.J. You can't tell me God don't have a sense of humor. Let's hear what Laura had to say. Here's a sample mm -hmm. of Jay-Z's lyrics, and it's cleaned up for your consumption. This is from the story of O.J., okay? Mm -hmm. This is nominated. Mm -hmm. Light N-word, dark N-word, faux N-word, real N-word, rich N-word, poor N-word, house N-word, field N-word. Right. House N-word, don't F with me. I'm a field N-word with shined cutlery. The Jay-Z lines, those are actually speaking to what we're discussing now. No matter how far Jay-Z goes, no matter how much he achieves within, you know, uh, mainstream's eyes, he's always going to be looked at as what he was saying. So that's the story of O.J. O.J. tried to denounce being black, and then next thing you know, he's being, you know, crucified by the same people that he was trying to impress. Wait, wait. Okay, are you also defending O.J. still? I mean, is he no, someone I'm not, we should I'm not hold up him. as an no. No, no, no. See, that's, that's, that's one of the things you guys do. I'm not defending him. I'm just defending Jay-Z's, you know, actual but, reason yeah. for being able to say what he's saying but, throughout those, throughout those okay, hooks. Just Don't say these guys. Call them what they are. Racist, wow. bigot, white devils, okay? Two things here, Laura Ingram. Uh, first of all, Laura's too stupid to realize that the lyrics she decided to showcase from Jay-Z from the story of O.J. are proving <laughs> Hove's point, just like Daytuan just said. Jay-Z has evolved into a father, a husband, businessman, worth a half a million dollars, but Laura wants to paint him as a coke dealing, manages stabbing n-word i love Daytuan's response to her because i feel the same way i would have just worded it a little different Charlemagne the god would have said look all jay-z was saying on the story of oj is no matter how much success you achieve in america as a black person some white devils like you laura won't see him as anything but a crack selling manager stabbing n-word second thing did you see how whiteness worked in that moment she tried to make a correlation between oj and jay-z by saying so now are you defending oj too miss mayonnaise listen you know damn well Daytuan was saying nothing in defense of OJ. You're just trying to demonize right. all black men. So you take a black man, a black man that white people demonize, and rightfully so, OJ Simpson, and make a correlation that doesn't exist between him and Hove. Now, this is where the reach happens. Let's hear her break down some lyrics from Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Here's a little something from Kendrick Lamar's record, by the way. It's called, uh, again, as I said, Humble. Um, and disassay with my boo, bae, tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy yo a word with the world with my paste of, ooh, that P word. Uh, good, won't you taste, sit on my taste bloods that what? 
changed. <laughs> yeah, that's all wrong. That's all wrong. You know, it's unfortunate that you guys picked only those particular lines and not the more uplifting and uh, supportive lyrics that they also put out. No, it's not. Real quick, Laura. Real quick, with Kendrick's lyrics, what he's trying to get across there is is speaking to a woman or speaking to you know the audience in a way it's that, that he can that he not? can. No. Laura, you have to understand that this is a creative license, and and they're able to do well, that from, from that word to word, from bar yeah. to bar to verse yeah, to yeah. verse. My my point about this is, don't we want to really lift people up with? But you have to hear the other songs. You have to be it, able to take the whole project rather than bits and the, pieces that right. that work the for whole, your for your agenda. I ain't got time for the back and forth. Daytuan is absolutely Ooh, that right. would have been a frustrating conversation. Daytuan is absolutely right. It is unfortunate they only picked those lyrics, but you know the picture they're trying to paint. They're trying to discredit and demonize two of our best and brightest, and they just salty that uh, you know they are nominated for album of the year and no white man isn't. First of all, this is how you know she's culturally clueless. Number one is Duce, which is an adult beverage. Okay, what did she say it was? <laughs> it's Duce. What? 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 <laughs> It's Duce, all right? And second, it's Kendrick Lamar. If I have to have a conversation about Kendrick Lamar being socially conscious, if I have to have a conversation about Kendrick Lamar rapping about things of socially redeeming value, being uplifting, empowering, if I have to have a conversation with you about that, then it's not a convo worth having. That's like explaining why LeBron James is good in basketball or why Albert Einstein was a genius. Some things are so obvious they're not worth the conversation. In fact, I would have simply said to Laura Ingram, go listen to Kendrick Lamar's We Gonna Be All Right. Now, Laura would have misunderstood me and said, yes, we are going to be alt-right. And that's when I would have said, no, I said we're going to be alt-right. Alt-right. Okay? Nothing is more empowering and uplifting than that song, all right? Moral of the story is simply this. Never waste your time trying to explain who you are to people who are committed to misunderstanding you. Laura not looking for Anders. Laura's not looking for answers. She's just pushing an agenda. And that agenda is demonize the black man by any means necessary. Please give Laura Ingram the biggest hee-haw, please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, you. Well, Sounds that was cool. aggravating. Yes, it was. Now it's time for Ask Ye. So if you got a question, mm-hmm. you call up right now, 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. All right, it is Ask Ye, and we have Jerome on the line. What's up, Romy Rome? Yo, what's up, Angelie? How you doing, Breakfast Club? How you guys doing? It's hard to get through to you guys. Sorry. Um, my question is this. Well, here's my thing. I've been um, married for three years, and she was she's epileptic. And, um, you know, like epilepsy, I guess, you know, after a while it takes a toll over the mind. And, you know, so we have this baby who's, um, who's on the spectrum. He's two years old. He's going to be three in March. I took care of this woman for three years. She didn't have to work. She didn't have to do anything. I wanted to, you know, keep stress away from her because stress is what caused her seizures. Okay. So I did everything for three years. Then all of a sudden, she's like, I don't want you no more. I don't want to be in this no more. I want to be out. You can keep the baby. Whoa. Um, and she left, like, what was this, like six months ago. And she called sporadically maybe to check on him. But it's like she's not really in his life. And, um, you know, I've been feeling kind of standoffish about moving on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I should move on or, you know, it's it's a lot that I'm going through because, you know, a lot of women, that's a a lot of stress on somebody meeting someone who has a child that's autistic or or on the spectrum. So it's like, how do I put myself out there? I've met a couple women, you know, talk to them. But once I mentioned that my child is autistic, has a touch of autism, they're out. Well, that's not the kind of woman that you want. I would assume. But I would say this. Are you ready to be out there yet? Because I also have an issue with people really putting themselves out there before they're ready. Like, are you really ready to be dating yet? Do you have you done some spent some time healing? Absolutely. And I know with your son, there's a lot of needs that he has as well with not having his mom around either. Right. You know, and um, she'll call like she just called me after two months the other day. Oh, can I get my child for Christmas? But he has to, I'll get him on Friday, but he's got to leave on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what? Like, do you want him or do you not? I, I don't really know anybody with epilepsy, so I don't know how that does. Like you said, it affects her brain. So I don't know what kind of uh, issues she might have, might be having mentally. Right, because I was told that epilepsy can affect the brain like like CTE, like a football player that uh, right. that plays, you know, seizures is like having a head, head impact. 
Mm-hmm. Is the, she is she getting is she I'm, getting help professional help? No, she thinks the only help that she needs is just to not be with me. <laughs> she hates me because she thinks I made her dependent on me. So that's what she's upset with me about. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You made me dependent on you, and I hate you for that." Right, but your understanding I mean, of really your understanding me. of the fact that it also may not be completely her fault that she's acting this way because she has a real disorder that she's dealing with. Right, and that's that's where I'm trying to I'm trying to come to that part of the understanding because you know, she's, she's got to want to she's got to want to get help for herself. Right, and it seems like that's what so, she really needs right now. And it's just like like what do I do when she makes these sporadic phone calls and says, "I want my child." Do I I just let him go? Like, I don't know if I should do that. I think you should go to court and establish visitation rights. Yeah. Because and you don't you don't want her to do that before you do and you wanna and you're doing it for the good of your own child. Right. And then I think but that they also, should probably try to do some court mandated like, you know, therapy sessions for her, parenting classes and all of that. Because she needs it. Okay. You know, I so, know people look at it like it's bad once you get the courts involved, but this is your child that you're talking about, a person's life. And you right. don't wanna further on down the line have an issue where she's demanding something that you can't do at that moment or don't think is the best thing to do. You need to make Make sure you have that structure in place in your situation. Right. And it's just like, that's what I'm struggling with. You know, I'm like, well, how do I move on? How do I move on and, and try to be with somebody else with all this? Is anybody else going to want to deal 100%. with A hundred percent. There's a lot of women out there looking for a good man and a lot of women that will appreciate a man that is actually taking care of his child, even though the mother hasn't stepped up to the plate to fulfill her responsibility. Women well, find me somebody, love Angela, a man like that. <laughs> I promise find you. Find me somebody. You know, Charlamagne, hook me up, man. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Charlamagne said he has single friends. I do. I got a lot of single guy friends, man. Maybe you, Women. maybe you in the wrong department. Oh, hey, 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 man, hey, hey. Come on now. Come Not on, let's, let's clean that up. Let's let's clean that up, man. This is a warrior right here. All know? right. Well, you listen. But, handle your responsibility. Take care of your kid first. Make sure you handle that. Go and do, get a great lawyer. Make sure you handle that so that you guys have some type of structure in your lives for the sake of your child, and then. Yeah. You know, get that in order, and then you need to work on yourself. But take care of that I just first. Want, I just want to let y'all know y'all bring me through every morning. Thank you, Charlemagne. You the man. My brother, love. You know, I, I, you know, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? All right, Jerome. All right, so we appreciate keep you. Keep doing what y'all do. Love, bro. One love. Yes, it is Asky, and we are still taking your call. So call us up, 1-800-585-1051, and let's get some advice on The Breakfast Club. Uh, what's up, JD? You got a question for Asky? Yo, what's up, E? How you doing? It's been so long. I've been calling in, and I've been trying to get on, on with y'all, man. I, I really enjoy y'all's show. But, yeah, I got to ask you a question. Okay, what is it? All right, check this out. All right, so me and my girl, right, we're trying to find another girl to have a threesome with, right? Mm-hmm. But... I'm kind of nervous about it. See, my girl, she, she's been with girls before. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And we broke up. We, we were together. We broke up. Now we're back together. We've been together for two years now, strong. And the threesome conversation popped up. And I'm kind of nervous because, like, she's been with girls before. And I don't want her to get emotionally attached to the other girl. And I've been doing, like, research, like, reading up on it and stuff like that. And it's, uh-huh. I've heard it's kind of good for relationships sometimes. I don't know. I can't give you an answer that's going to be absolutely correct because circumstantially different things could happen depending on what it is. But I'll tell you a couple of different things because there's rules to having a threesome, right? Normally, the woman picks who the other girl is going to be. It shouldn't be anybody that you guys are friends with because if it's somebody that's like her oh. homegirl, then obviously they already have a connection. Yeah, see, we tried to, and, to have one with a homegirl, but a homegirl was like, yeah, I don't really feel comfortable. Like, y'all cool, but nah. Right. So it should be somebody that she's not friends with. Also, the other rule is y'all can't communicate with the third party when the other per- without the other person's knowledge. So she shouldn't be having any one-on-one time with this girl or hanging out with her. It should be only strictly when you guys do that all together. Now, if either person is uncomfortable with the situation, my advice is don't do it. If you feel like you're uncomfortable and you're not too sure about it and it's not necessary, then hey, now if she feels like she needs that for your relationship and that's what's going to make her happy, but it doesn't make you happy. It's not something that you guys can do, and then you have to discuss where you're going with your relationship. However, if it's something that you want to do, and you feel like it'll be beneficial, because I also have people that I know who have a third person that is basically part of their relationship. Is this going to be a one-off thing that you just do one time with different people, or is it going to be a steady person that is constantly coming? Because that's when you really get those attachments. I... Okay, okay, okay. 
So there's a lot of different factors to this, but if you want to make it work, I would advise you not to have one person that you guys use all the time that you're constantly, because that's how you really build a connection. People have broken up their relationships because of a threesome. Somebody got attached to the third party, and then the relationship is over. If you're going to do it, it has to be a situation where you guys choose someone that neither one of you have an attachment to, and it's not a constant, okay, we do this twice a week, once a week, or whatever. All right, I appreciate it, Yee. All right, and JD, don't do anything you don't feel comfortable with. If it's not something that you want to do, don't do it. That's always my advice when anything in a relationship. If you're not comfortable with something, don't do it. All right, want, well, that I, was Ask Yee. Yes, yes. I, want a, I want a mayonnaise emoji, too. It might make me a mayonnaise emoji. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, it's the Breakfast Club. Oh, we got rumors coming up next year? Yes, but Charlamagne, you'll be excited about this. Avengers Infinity War is coming to the big screen, and we do have that trailer for you. Yes, it's the Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is on vacation. Now, Angela Yee's about to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, Marvel Comics and the Avengers trailer. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, I know you're excited for the new Avengers Infinity War movie, and that trailer is out. And coincidentally enough, the trailer came out yesterday, which is also Chadwick Boseman and Don Cheadle's birthday, and they're both in the movie, starring in the movie. So Drop on a clue, that's Bob, huge. And for Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. South Carolina's own. I can't believe he's 40 And within the first few hours, it got 10 million views. How you're crazy right. is that? And not only that, the Infinity uh, War trailer is better. The trailer is better than any DC movie ever. Okay, any DC movie they put out in the past four years, all right? But we do have a snippet of the trailer for you in case you missed it. I know you're going to go look at it. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. I dropped on a clues bomb from Did Marvel you just Comics. go while that was playing? I am a Marvel <laughs> Comics head. Mm-mm-mm. I got a Wolverine tattoo on my arm. You know I rock with Marvel heavy. I cannot wait to see Avengers Infinity War, okay? It looks incredible. You sure you don't have a mace tattoo anywhere on you? Not that I know of. I don't have a- <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into what Cameron said earlier. This now bi- we're talking about. interview. This biased Cameron <laughs> interview, even though it's... You sure said, you don't have a Cameron interview on every, you anywhere? Uh, uh, Cameron tattoo on every, you anywhere? Everybody tweeting me saying, this interview was so biased. No, it's a Cameron interview, okay? Mace isn't here to tell his side of the story. Duh. Jesus Christ. Does Mace like you now? Are y'all cool or... I, I doubt it. Not, 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 oh, okay. not to me. All right. Well, here is what Cameron had to say about some lies that Mace told in his song, The Oracle. And this is from Cameron's mouth. I'm never this mace. I'm telling you stories about real life situations. I never made up like my sister, a imaginary sister that I don't have. Do you, yeah, that's a good. Do you have? I a don't sister? have a sister. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I don't really do fiction when so it comes to mace. Who is he talking about? That's a great question. Listen, if Cam don't have a mace tattoo, <laughs> which we asked him, he don't have a mace tattoo. If he don't have a sister, then what the hell is mace talking about? Like those are two blatant lies. And also, you know, we talked about Huddy Six's death. You know what I'm saying? Because he blamed Cam for Huddy Six's death. That's a reach, too. It was a car accident. Now, the Oracle record was entertaining, but was it true? Facts matter to me. So if me seeming skeptical to a lot of things May said in the record makes me biased, cool. I'm fine All right. That. Well, I'm sure Mace is going to have some sort of response to this, or as Cameron will say, he might disappear. All right, now let's talk about SZA. She's been nominated for five Grammys. You know we love SZA. I absolutely love SZA. Absolutely. She's nominated for Best New Artist, Best Urban Contemporary Album, Best R&B Performance for The Weeknd, Best R&B Song for Supermodel, and Best Rap Song Performance for Love Galore. She deserves it And all. she posted a really nice post on Instagram. She said, I remember pretending to be vegan because that's all I could afford. Chips, avocado, and salad mix. I remember sleeping on everyone's couch because I missed the train again. Thank you all for having me. I sold my beloved $500 grills for 50 bucks at the gold shop for train fair. I was sick. I begged Punch for writers on this project because I thought no one would ever like me the way I was. He said, you don't need them. I remember crying because I didn't have any hits or a quantifiable sound. I remember feeling like, damn, maybe I suck. Maybe I should try something else. Maybe I'm 
I'm just wasting space. Life's weird. I didn't have any friends growing up. Never gave my parents an opportunity to say, wow, my kid's killing it. Didn't graduate or do any fly-ish before my Nana died. Been fired from every job I ever had. Now, uh, she says, I remember sobbing on the phone with Punch, pleading for the album not to come out because I, I couldn't take the embarrassment. Just wanted another week, another day. He ignored me and said I'd be fine. So I love the fact that she's now nominated for five Grammys, and it means a lot to her. She said, thank you, RCA, for giving me new wings. Thank you, God, for this life I didn't, I don't understand. Control a concept. My Grammy nominated for, my granny nominated for five Grammys. Hashtag TDE. So shout out to her. Drop one of the clues, Bob, for scissors. You know, you know, the thing I love about The Breakfast Club is we're going on seven years this year. So we've watched a lot mm -hmm. of these artists grow. And I know a lot of people saw the interview that we did with SZA this year. But go watch the interview we did with SZA like five years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I just love to watch the artists grow. It's a beautiful thing. I remember when they first signed SZA at TDE. I actually went out to eat with her and Punch, and they sent me the music before they signed her. Like, what do you think about this artist? So it's amazing to watch how she's progressed from when she Absolutely. first got signed Absolutely. to where she is now. So congratulations to SZA. Yep. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Now, we got the People's Choice Mix coming up. I do not know how DJ Envy constantly leaves a mix every day, but he's been on vacation for the past two weeks. How is this even possible? Because he wants to make sure that his spot is solidified. He don't want that Yee mix to come on. Listen, it's nothing and wrong. rock him. It's nothing wrong with making sure you got a little <laughs> job security, okay? But the People's <laughs> Choice Mix is up next. Uh, I would tell y'all, 1-800-585-1051, call up and request a song. But I don't like lying to people, okay? And we don't take no requests for no damn People's Choice Mix, but whatever. It's The Breakfast Club.